everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today, I'm here with Sonia Singh, the Senior VP for the Center for Consumerism at Avia. How are you today? I'm good, Jared. Nice to be on the phone with you today. Yeah, I'm excited to chat. I, I'd love if you could kick things off. We like to keep these short and sweet for our audience. So we know they're super busy. Uh, if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background and uh, a little bit about uh, Avia, and then we'll talk about some of the things you and I wanted to discuss here today. Fantastic. So Sonia Singh, I'm a Senior Vice President at Avia. I lead our Center for Consumerism. So in my role, I'm helping Avia's health system members, which are, um, you know, we have 50 or so across the country, frame their vision and strategy to transform into consumer-centric organizations, which means identifying their consumer-facing capabilities, assessing their digital needs, helping them navigate that digital health vendor landscape. Um, done a lot of work around things like virtual health, digital front door, and so on. My background is in management strategy consulting. I've spent many years helping health systems, uh, health plans navigate and uh, the, you know, the rise of consumerism, technology innovations, regulatory challenges. And Avia uh, is a digital transformation partner to a network of over 50 health systems, as I've said before, and really intended to help accelerate their strategic digital efforts. So we offer these services through both a membership model as well as traditional consulting services. And we, we really, our mission is, you know, we believe digital is going to be the key driver of innovative change across the healthcare ecosystem. And we want to help health systems accelerate their efforts towards that. Appreciate that quick, uh, quick breakdown of your background and Avia. So one of the things you and I really want to talk about today is since you're, you're part of this like digital transformation within these uh, health systems, let's talk about that a little bit. Why do hospitals need to prioritize digital? Uh, when, when I ask that question, a lot of people can come to their own conclusions, right? But you're in this space actively. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, and Jared, such a great question and so important to start with, what do you mean by digital? So as we th at Avia think about digital, we really think about it as more than a one-off consumer strategy or the adoption of a point solution or even commitment to EMR optimization. Those are all pieces and parts of it, but really we think about it as a fundamentally different approach that leverages technology and data across the enterprise to transform a health system's both business model and approach to care delivery. So it can be things like consumer facing virtual health, back-end artificial intelligence, uh, data-driven clinical care, and everything in between. So it means defining, redefining that patient and provider experience while improving the workforce processes as well to improve efficiency and effectiveness. And we really, really believe that it's, it's no longer just something in the future. It is how health systems will survive and win in the future. So some examples, real world examples of digital are of course telehealth. We've seen so much of that over the last year and a half, just the rise of that and expanding into things like you know, consults and remote monitoring uh, and hospital at home, uh, digital front door. We have done so much work on digital front door in the last couple of years. And that is just making it really easy to search for a provider uh, search for a facility, search for services, being able to self-schedule an appointment, being able to pay a bill digitally. So it's it's new ways of interacting with patients digitally. It's new ways for 
managing care or chronic disease patients remotely, all of those are real world applications of visual. I appreciate you being able to share some real world examples because that was gonna be one of the next things I, I asked for. So that's super helpful um, to, to paint that picture for the audience. Uh, something else I wanted to kind of dive into a little bit is you're, you're working with these healthcare leaders and uh, you know, they, need to, they need to figure out how to continue to, to be successful as a result of what, what's happened with this pandemic, right? Things in healthcare has switched up a little bit. Uh, everyone I talk to, and I've, I see it as well, right? It really pushed us forward a couple of years in the digital health transformation. Yeah. Um, and that, it's usually, it's sad, right? But it takes a pandemic sometimes to move mm -hmm. us all forward um, as bad as it is. So how can these leaders continue to be successful and be more successful, uh, both during the pandemic, because we're still involved with it, but then also post-pandemic? Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting question. And Avia, we've done a lot of thinking about this as we have worked with so many health systems on this topic. And there's a lot of things going on now. You know, we see um, leaders really focused on recovery in both tactical and strategic recovery. That's, that's gonna be what we focus on as part of uh, coming out of this pandemic. And tactical could be simple things like revamping operations to do things like vaccine distribution, bringing back electives, addressing the call center volumes. But there are also strategic aspects. So as health systems look out into the horizon and work through scenarios of who do they want to be in this ecosystem that looks quite different when the pandemic first hit, they're going to need to double down on strategies around winning the consumer, becoming that value player. And we really see digital being such a critical role in those future forward, long lasting strategies. And it is hard to find space to do that because you know we're so involved in the firefighting, the here and now, um, but it is gonna be really important to allocate energy and resources to those longer term strategies, as well as just really embrace change management. Um, and this is where we believe that to stay relevant um, and also meet the need of the communities, you have to embrace digital. And we, we say that you should do, think about it as an inside out DNA level transformation. It's not something you do at the edges. It really is at the heart of how the organization is structured, um, their beliefs, their motivations. So you know, it's a commitment to digital transformation that goes beyond just buying and selling point solutions or um, doing things around the edges, as I said, but really focusing on the hard work of redesigning, operating as well as business models. So we say, we have, we have become accustomed to doing digital. The time has come to be digital. So what does that mean? So it, it means, uh, you know, doing digital includes sidelining digital activities to other, the innovation team or CIO sometimes being digital means digital is infused in every enterprise level endeavor with a digital first orientation. You have a enterprise digital strategy. Doing digital again, examples, minimal investments, you know, piloting endlessly. Um, we see so many organizations stuck in that to being digital, which means investing meaningfully, uh, even when experiencing financial challenges and means scaling intentionally. It means organizing teams around it um, infusing metrics and KPIs that are meaningful across the organization. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, uh, 
what you just said was actually perfect. So you broke down every piece of it. I'm, I'm glad you're able to break it down the way that you did. And it, it seems like making, making uh, many of the moves that you laid out will definitely help them both now because we're still part of the pandemic, but also post pandemic. So it'll be interesting to see how things continue to play out. Um, I'm personally excited. I'll be, um, so by the time this airs, I'll already went to it, but uh, going to the health conference in Boston. So it, it should be, it should be pretty interesting to, to get back into the conference. And um, it, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. So it's, it definitely is going to be, uh, I went virtually, I think last year, a lot's going to be discussed at this new conference about how digital transformation has really taken a couple steps forward as a result of the pandemic. One, there was so much opportunity. There's so yeah, much. I mean, there was already a lot before the pandemic and now there's even more. And I think people are willing, people yes. are realizing now, right? Now they're like, oh, we have to transform. Like we don't have a choice anymore. Exactly, so. we don't have a choice. The appetite and the attitudes and the level of engagement has shifted dramatically. Absolutely. I had, I had one more thing before we, we start to mm -hmm. wrap up here that I wanted to make sure that I, had, I asked you today. So, can, can, and you've already talked parts about this, but I want to just quickly get your you know, two cents on, on this topic. How can digital bridge the gaps in care e equality? Because we talked a little bit about some of the other parts, but we didn't necessarily go into detail on care equality. Yeah, this is such an important question, Jared, and so timely. I think the last year and a half in particular, and of course this has been a, a long conversation, but really has brought to the forefront uh, the, the extent of the inequity that exists. And we have to be really thoughtful with digital because if you're not careful, we could really inadvertently increase that digital divide, um, the haves and the have nots, and digital can increase that chasm. So this means we have to all intentionally commit to bringing equity to the forefront and understanding the core challenges that drive disparity and incorporating that into digital solutions that we're adopting. So um, it can be as simple as incorporating culturally sensitive and contextually relevant language in your communications, making it accessible across channels. Uh, we're seeing a rise in the use of text to reach um, underserved populations in multiple languages. You know, they may have a phone, but no computer, so you can access them through text uh, better than email at many times. We're seeing uh, digital play a role in how do you incorporate, understand uh, social determinants data in improving access and improving care plans. Um, remote patient monitoring is an important one too. How do you make that more accessible and personable? Um, so personalization in digital also plays a role. So the more you know about a person, you can uh, engage them in a way that's relevant and um, equitable to them as well. So. We have, we have some of my colleagues in Avia really digging into these use cases, working with many health systems to deliver that perspective and really pushing the thinking on, let's not forget that as, as part of the work we do um, in our you know, excitement as the, as the world is shifting to do more digital. Let's just keep that at the forefront. So very important question. I'm glad you brought it up. Well. I'm so happy that we were able to have you on the podcast and you're the first from Avia that's, that's been a guest on, on the show. Hopefully we can have you and others from your company back on the show in the near future and we can talk through some things, but I uh, want to thank you for, for being a guest once again and uh, wish you and Avia all the best of luck with everything and continue to keep innovating and helping these hospitals and health systems continue to do the same.
Thanks for having us, Jared. Thanks. My pleasure.